Welcome to a special speculation cast, as we have determined to call this. As out of the blue, just when we think, oh, we might have a little you know, short week here, put the D&D episode out. Nope. Center Project Red decided they're going to th- officially announce, not The Witcher 4, whatever this new Witcher game is here. So with me and Lucy today is the third time guest. You're the first third timer throughout. Time. You're the first three time there. Spessy, how are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Very excited to talk Witcher stuff. It came out of nowhere. So very, yeah, very it, exciting indeed. It came absolutely out of nowhere. And uh, Lucy, I think we know the answer to this, but how are you doing? Um, I'm alive. Uh-oh. Okay, doing well. I don't know how, like, I never, ever get unwell. So for me to be sick for like two weeks is like really out of out of out of the ordinary i can't even formulate a sentence um so yeah bear with me thanks for your patience and yeah how exciting was this this actually like lifted my spirits so much of the day when this randomly dropped i think it was on monday at like four o'clock <laughs> it was such a random time yeah it was just my phone just all of a sudden started getting all these notifications i'm like <laughs> something really good happened or something really bad happens and then basically <laughs> it's the new witcher game uh, but lucy thank you for troopering on here you're mm-hmm. a good, good soldier here on the path. All right, so a big thing about it, obviously, if you're here, you know that this game got announced. There's only been one thing confirmed about it. We'll get to that. But uh, especially to you, Specy, and other people involved in Gwent, the game director is a very, I should say, not important. It's important as well, but you will have known his name. And so, Specy, go ahead and tell us about this new game director of the Witcher game. Yeah, so obviously the announcement came the other day, and then I was actually streaming at the time as well, like the announcement oh, came up the Twitch chat, so I've got my reaction, I'm going to put it on my YouTube of like, me finding out, and I was so hyped, and then we're like, oh, is it a Lynx? I was like, it's a cat, and I was like going and looking at like the Witcher, the Cat Witcher medallion from Witcher 3 and stuff, and I was like, it's not the same, and then people were like, it's a Lynx, and I was like, oh, you might be right, it was very cool. That's so that fun. fun. Um, but yeah, then like maybe an hour, two hours later, um, Jason Slama tweets out, and he's the former game director of Gwent. Uh, he basically went on to something else within CDPR, like he sort of said a few months back. Um, and now that's obviously been revealed that he is the boss, the main man of the, the new Witcher game, which is so exciting. So I've known Jason for quite a long time. It's so cool to be able to say that the the uh, wit- the next Witcher game creator follows me on Twitter. I'm sure he's going to unfollow <laughs> me soon. It's inevitable. <laughs> But it's very it's, cool. Why? Why would he unfollow? He's he, he, he a big time. He's big time now, isn't it? Yeah, he's big no, time. It, it is. You're you're right about that. And we tend to think of Gwent because we're kind of you're obviously more inside as a caster. Gwent is just so niche. You know, I know it's mm-hmm. part of The Witcher, but it's a card game. And mm-hmm. then now everybody paying attention to this, which is anybody who's playing games, now knows him as the game director. Like this is he's the boss man. He's the showrunner. If this was a show. He's a director. All of that wrapped up into one. And so the pressure on that dude has to be incredible. But he did a great job with Gwent. It is so exciting, like chatting to them all on Twitter as well, isn't it? Because I used to tweet about Witcher loads. And then when I started tweeting about Gwent, as you say, it's quite niche. Um, I think my first tweet about Gwent, four or five people from CDPR replied. And like Lionheart replied. And I was just like, oh, so like they're so involved with the community on Twitter and stuff. So it'll be exciting to see if they bring that into the new Witcher game as well. Yeah, definitely. Like there's so many people at CDPR that are, that are really great. And I mean, Jason in particular, like he's got a really interesting story. I think he was working as a coder, if I'm not mistaken, on the original Gwent in Witcher 3. Um, and then 
I think he was hoping to maybe work on Cyberpunk, but then Gwen went for a really rocky phase where when it was in beta, it was like much more similar to the single player mode. Uh, they had the Thronebreaker Witcher Tales as well. Uh, and then they kind of released Thronebreaker and released Gwent from beta at the same time. And the game, the, the, the multiplayer version of, of Gwent, really struggled at that time. It wasn't making much money. It looked like the game was going to die. And that's when Jason got brought in, I think, as, as game director. Um, and he was able to give the game much more life, uh, improve it not only from a gameplay perspective, but also um, financially. Uh, he introduced a system called the Journey, which was basically you'd pay like every three months you'd pay ten dollars or whatever it was. It's like a like battle a pass, right? Battle pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which you know sounds like maybe that's not a good thing, but ultimately that was able to um, keep Gwen alive, if you will, for a, a much longer time. Like I, I'm, I'm certain if Jason wasn't the game director, the game would no longer, you know, be be making new content like it still is. So he did a great job, but also just. Just a really lovely guy. He would stream on his own Twitch, personal Twitch channel in the evenings where he'd be vaping and just talking, <laughs> and laughing and memeing. Big um, bro. And just, just, just being really open and honest like about like the direction the game was going in, his thoughts and everything. And he'd also just come into Twitch chats. He would come into my Twitch chat a lot and just start randomly dropping leaks about future expansions. And all this. <laughs> He's just like a really nice guy that really cares about the community. Um, I've heard really good things about him from the people that work at CDPR. So yeah, just a really lovely guy and uh, very, 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 very excited for him. Um, and also really glad to see him now. My first interaction actually with Jason was he came into my Twitch stream once and he was like, wait, weren't you the guy that made a video saying like this journey system is the death of Gwent? And I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that, that is me. I did say that, but I was wrong. And he took it well. And he was like, no, nah, I appreciate it. Like, you gave some like you were honest about your feedback so he's he's just a lovely guy so you said and, that was uh, going to be the death of it oh my god i don't remember that yeah i said this uh, this is gwen's biggest mistake it's back when i was sort of on my come up you know like i wasn't really very well known oh, okay. but he remembered <laughs> he watched, <laughs> he watched no kidding wow. no one else does but he he did remember but well you nah, became a say, caster after that so you know obviously yeah, yeah. he didn't hold grudge no, and that's it. He even said at the time, like, even when he confronted me, I was like, oh, this is awkward. But, like, there's definitely elements of that that change that I, I still don't like. Like, basically, to summarize it, instead of having, like, um, a leader like Dagon, who's a character from the Witch universe, it's now called, well, it would now be called, like, a fog, fog leader, whatever it might be. That's not, not like, instead of Unseen Elder as your leader, it's now called Blood Scent. And overall, I think, like, from, you know, as a Witcher fan, that um, made the game... That, that change wasn't a change I loved because I loved the Witcher lore, but it was able, it then allowed them to monetize the game a lot better, which as I say, like if Jason wasn't, didn't make those big decisions, then the game would no longer, I, I don't think still be, still be live. So he, he did a really great job overall. And he, I think maybe like a year ago, six months ago, stepped down and uh, moved on obviously something bigger. Wasn't exactly sure what that was, but now we know. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we all kind of we all kind of figured it was moving on to something bigger, but I, I even made the prediction that it had to do with The Witcher 4 or the next one. I thought it was some kind of implementation of Gwent or something like that. I did not know who's going to be the game director on it. So big kudos to him. And did you say he took over did he take over right at homecoming? No, I think it was slightly afterwards. I think okay. if, I'm not a hundred percent sure because uh I wasn't, I sort of was on a bit of a break from the game at points at that time because I didn't, you know, when the homecoming thing it was came rough. out, I didn't love it, but yeah. I'm pretty sure the game wasn't in a very good state. And then that's when he came in um, shortly after that. So he was sort of the person that came in and 
was tasked to sort it all out, which he, he did a really good job. And I think that's the great thing about him. He's clearly got um, a lot of passion for The Witcher, having worked on The Witcher 3 and also as for Gwen as well. Um, and he's clearly just someone that is able to organize people. And that's ultimately as a game director, you know, that's like going to be the main thing. It's He's not going to be the one, you know, making necessarily every creative decision, but he's just going to be the driving force to make sure that all the things are going in the right direction. How exciting must that be for him to get that role? Like, as obviously he's a fan of the whole franchise and getting that job must just be like such a dream come true for him. So GG's, Jason. You know, I'm actually next month I'm going to Warsaw for a week and I'm oh, hoping you are? to visit CDPR Studios. And I, I don't know if, he, if he's based in Warsaw. I'm hoping I get a little, uh, get a little beer with him and ask for a job. <laughs> no harm in trying, right? Which yeah, yeah. Tyburn's getting out, so go yeah. for it. Speaking of which, there are a lot of jobs posted there. Yeah, I think it's a lot of technical jobs, though, right? Yeah, I was having a look through the list there just out of curiosity, and at the moment, it seems to be quite a lot of development roles, so like front end developers, back end developers, and all kinds of design. There's it goes into as much detail as like hair design artist. Um, costume design artist so like there's literally someone's job is just to do characters hair like it goes down to that level of detail and there's so many new roles at the moment so that's quite exciting that they're getting lots of new people in I'm a I'm, I'm a developer but I'm not a games developer so I won't be putting my my name in that for those ones yeah I think my understanding is they probably lost quite a lot of people from cyberpunk fallout like mm. uh, and it was a lot of crunch time a lot of pressure put on uh, people that were working there um, so I do think it was like almost this announcement is a bit of a recruitment drive to like get those jobs out there, like let people know they're looking for lots of people to work on this. What could be, of course, a like huge game because I mean, when The Witcher 3 was released, I'd never heard of The Witcher myself personally. Me um, but now that you've got the Netflix series, all those sorts of things, um, and obviously Witcher 3 so highly regarded by so many people, uh, you just imagine it's going to be absolutely huge, especially if they can get it right, which with uh, Jason at the helm, I think uh, they've got every chance to do so. Yeah, I infamously sold The Witcher 3 when I got it. It was in a bundle with Batman. I think it was Arkham... What was it? Arkham Knight? Arkham, Arkham Knight. Asylum or something. Yeah, it was Arkham Knight, and it was The Witcher 3, and I'm like, I sold those and got Dragon Age Inquisition. I don't regret right. getting Dragon Age Inquisition, but again, it's a very funny story to say that as soon as it was Witcher 3, I'm like, ah, what the fuck is this? I don't care about that. <laughs> and then look what it's become. But one thing you hit on, there was a crunch thing. Slamma did say in, in response or something to IGN, I think it was, that there will be no crunch under his watch. Now, that could be a relative term of what crunch could be. But that's nice to hear, too, because, yeah, CDPR was, you know, the darling of all the game companies, if you will. And then so much of Cyberpunk put them in a negative light. And so one thing I also hope, is all of these new jobs are maybe in addition to the other ones also, like maybe some people did quit, but they replaced those people. And hopefully more people are just working on the game. So it can be a fair environment. It can be a quality game. And everybody could come out ahead because this is going to be the most hyped game ever, right? Oh, 100%. I think even the tweet that went out yesterday got over 300,000 likes, which is, I think, well... This is Twitter news, but I saw somebody say that's the most liked tweet for a game announcement ever. So no way. Yeah. Wow. Three hundred twenty thousand, just about. I mean, look at Elden Ring, which again, I I thought Elden Ring was a very niche game, and then look at that, the hype that that came out, and the release that happened there, and so many people. I mean, honestly, it seemed like Elden Ring put in a cut to Gwent's viewership because so many people kept playing that. 
And yeah. so something like The Witcher is so much more broad than a Souls game. Is that what they're called, right? Souls like yeah, yeah. game? Yeah. There you go. I know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> it's something <laughs> like this is more broad. And so I just I can't imagine just when the trailer gets dropped alone, when this game finally comes out, whenever it is, two, three, four, five years. Yeah, we're gonna know. be we're gonna be, you know, yeah. well into our forties. Yeah. Oh, here, here's a good thing to bring up. What gets released first, the new Witcher game or the Winds of Winter? The new uh, Witcher and Winds of Winter is never coming out, bro. It's not. I, I don't think it is. I really don't think that book is ever coming out. All right, so we can get into our pure speculation about the game. The first thing that came out, obviously, was that image and just about everybody had mentioned on there, hey, this looks like a Lynx. It has now been confirmed that it is a Lynx. So what can we really make out of that that they haven't said y'all got anything to truly speculate on here i mean the only thing that jumped out at me was that i have never heard of a school of the links um i don't think it's ever been in a game or the books um the only thing that uh it was linked to was um this fan fiction uh which was um i believe lambert and kira went away and set up a new school which was the reform of the cat school um i don't know much more about that did you guys read anything about that fanfic i read the whole thing i oh, thought you did? i, was, oh, I read the whole thing i was streaming when the announcement i saw a links and i was like school of the links and i'm reading it. i'm like oh my goodness we're finding about the new witcher game and then like 20 minutes later someone's like yeah bro this is a fan fiction mate this is you're just oh. <laughs> you're just you're just reading someone's uh someone's hopes and dreams mate but uh, it was like that it was like the witcher wiki right this isn't actually like a yeah, story yeah. okay okay so yeah. I, yeah i had never heard of that either but go ahead since you read it all especially go ahead and tell us <laughs> if there's any more specifics about it yeah so it's like um it's like lucy said where it's like a mix between the school of the wolf after vesemir dies again fan fiction this is just what someone's written maybe like five six years ago the vesemir dies then lambert um and eskel part ways Lambert and Kira, his lover, uh, want to set up a new witcher school. So like Kira with like with the mute is able to like set up mutagens. They like merge with the cat witches somewhat. Um and the cat witches have like supposedly been tinkering with the mutation process themselves. There's like links to that in, in Gwent as well. Like some of the voice lines would suggest that they have sort of like experimented with the mutation process and like then they come together, wolf mixed with cat kind of makes sense it's a links like there's you know kind of makes sense um and yeah that was basically it really there would be also female witches in this fan fiction as well so when i first saw it i was like, oh my god it's, it's a female protagonist i was mm -hmm. so excited i was like i've cracked the code but no it's just a fan fiction <laughs> i think there was also a link that um siri used to wear um a cat school medallion um that she took off somebody that she kills um the, oh, does she kill him i don't know yeah it's a big it happens at the end of the books okay yeah yeah but she um, does she she kills somebody and at this point Geralt does not have his wolf medallion or actually you know what his one was given to him by fringilla i think that's what it was either way yeah she takes a cat medallion off and by the end of the book she's wearing a, a cat medallion yeah yeah so then people were thinking is this series new school whereas she's mixed her cat with the wolf and a lot of people are also picking up on the image because the medallion is lying in this 
snow and people were thinking is this is that a nod to the white frost siri mixed with the wolf is a lynx i don't know people are trying their best to get theories out there but there's there's a lot of little hints i think but i don't think they're ever going to confirm anything i could be mistaken as well but i believe there's like i think siri was wearing a cat witcher medallion at some point in witcher 3 but that could be completely untrue it's just what i feel like someone told me but maybe uh they were mistaken and that's just from the books well, that will be something, Lucy, that we can get back into when we actually talk about The Witcher 3. I, I should know that again by paying attention to it, but I guess I haven't. I think it's in one of the endings, potentially. Like, maybe it's not in all of them. I'm not, again, yeah. not certain on that. So Okay. Because one thing also about the School of the Cat is they were pretty much assassins. At least this is the CDPR lore of it. The only thing mentioned yeah. from the books is it doesn't even mention School of the Cat. It's just this guy, Leo Bonnart has these medallions that were wolf one looks like a cat and the other one looks like a griffin basically so it never mentions these other schools in there and they were assassins they were kind of bad if you will and i think that's another thing i read about in that that the lynx is them trying to reform the school of the cat and it mentioned something in there about witcher tournaments which sounds uh that sounds pretty pretty yeah. awesome if they can do that and so basically this has to be in the future because there is no canon school of the links ever mentioned before. So if they go to the past, if they set this game in the past, that really would make less sense. So if it does go in the future, that kind of seems like the most sense that they would do, that someone starts a yeah. new school. So I don't know. I don't really know how they could do it because now all I have in my head is that fanfic because now it yeah. makes the most yeah. sense because it's the first thing I've heard. But would, would y'all prefer it in the future? Would y'all prefer it with characters we know? Because I do not want this. I don't want Siri. I don't want anybody like that. Like their story was done. It ended great. I had the good ending where Siri does become a witcher and she's peaceful, except for when she wants to witcher. No one's trying to get her anymore. Like let yeah. Siri have some peace. Let uh, Geralt retire at Corvo Bianco. So do y'all want to see new characters like that? Yeah, it's like a very good, like, I think kind of hit the nail on the head. Like I'm in agreement that it's likely to be in the future as well. Like, with, uh, as you mentioned in the books, there's the Griffin School, the uh, Cats and the Wolves, maybe one of them. Yeah. I think that's just the only three that I mentioned. But CDPR canon, obviously you've got like other schools in there as well. And particularly uh, in, in a Gwen expansion that there was, there was a Way of the Witcher expansion, which was maybe released like a year and a half ago. Jason Slama, by the way, was the game director when, when that expansion happened. Um, and they introduced, like they really focused on a few different schools. There's the uh, School of the Bear, School of the Griffin, School of the Viper, uh, School of maybe a couple others, but certainly Manticore no is one that also that the are the tabletop came out with and just had a huge thing on. Yeah, and there's also the Witcher Old World board game, which they did a big Kickstarter for last year, and loads of the pretty much, in fact, all of the art in that game is from um, from the Way of the Witcher expansion, and there's named characters like Erland of Larvik, who is a Griffin School Witcher from the Old World. He's in Gwent, and he's also, uh, I believe, a named character in the board game as well. Certainly the same art's being used. Um, so that's CDPR canon, you know, that's the old world. That would then suggest there's no School of the Links mentioned that it is going to be taking place after The Witcher 3 to some extent. And I mean, if you think like CDPR previously, they had all these characters like Geralt, Ciri, that were in the books, they had loads to base off it. It would be very, very ambitious for them, I think, to just completely disregard all those characters. You know, like I feel like it would make a lot more sense to have cameo appearances from people like Yennefer, Triss, whoever it might be. You know, that have got such a deep history. Maybe not focus on them, but it would it 
be very very ambitious for them to just completely disregard all of those characters and, and create a brand new world almost I feel like if they were going to put it in the future it would have to be like so so far in the future that the stories that we've played through are kind of like legends almost or like so far in the past that you wouldn't stumble across these people I I sort of like I'm really really torn because I love the character so much that I would I would love to randomly encounter them in the game and stuff but I think the story was ended so perfectly in blood and wine and at the end of the main story as well that I would hate for it to be reopened and then not really love it as much it's kind of like if you like if you really love somewhere you go on holiday you're supposed to not go back because it might not be as good the second time and you should just keep those really good memories and not try and relive them or or one-up them yeah if they made substantial changes as well to what people maybe had and then like y'all mentioned before the different endings of the game they'll have to pick a canon one and if for some reason somebody's like oh i really like the siri empress if they made that canon oh Oh my god i would i would i wouldn't lose it obviously actually that would be so weird i don't know that to me would just be the, the craziest one if they actually did that i don't think they'll do anything that major but I'm torn as well because I would like to see those cameos and be like, yeah. oh, you kind of weave in and out. And you, like you said, you get a little wink to hear or you come across somebody there and your character doesn't know them. But I also really like where it's two, three hundred years and it's like the witchers have died out. And then somehow, mm-hmm. some way, there's like one lone witcher left. And that could be, say, Lambert or whatever. And then he trains and starts a new one and you kind of help start the school of the witcher. I don't know what overarching super story it could be because, again, essentially yeah. The Witcher 3 was saving the world. You're saving Siri in a way she's kind of saving the world. So I don't know what they could do in that vein, but I do. it's not going to happen. This has to be in the future. But, Spessy, like you said before, one thing I really wanted it was to be set in the past when all those Witcher schools were available and you could interact with all the Witcher schools and you could pick one, like a play style. And I don't think that's going to happen because it's just this Link school. So I I do hope they can weave all of that lore that they created into it from those other schools somehow. I don't know how they could do it, though. It's thrown such a spanner in the works, this damn links. Because I was so so convinced it was going to be a prequel. And it was going to be, like we've discussed many times, it's going to be back in the day when all the schools were still going about. You can pick your school and you can be different styles of witchers and wasn't really sure what the story was going to be but that's what we thought like the the premise would be of the game but i guess cdpr have made up and included their own lore before um but it would just kind of it wouldn't make sense for it to be so so far in the past and this links come out of nowhere i mean they've changed a lot i mean just like the false siri thing was a big thing from the books they didn't even mention that in the witcher 3 so there's stuff they've changed. And that is one thing, too, that I would like for them to do is if they go in the past, then they'll still have to worry about certain canon things that may happen. If they said in the future, they can really do whatever. And they don't even have mm-hmm. to do like the book lore. Like, for instance, like Moveran and Calvite, both of those are Nilfgaardian emperors. They're mentioned in the books that happens. And so it's one of those, oh, they've kind of kept doing it. Same thing, too, like talk about cameos. Philippa Eilhart, you know, she gets tortured to death in this like set way ahead scene from the books and so that's something in there too you could be like well do we actually do it so if mm. people interact with philippa 
you know, will it be like, oh, well, they know this is going to happen or not? Or it could just be dorks like me that have read these things through and through <laughs> and can recognize it. So that is one thing I would like them to do is they would be able to really cultivate their own world more so if they said it in the future. Yeah, like something else that's just come to my mind as well is they've obviously got like a bit of a partnership with Netflix, which started to brew last year. And Netflix have got um, their own Witcher Old World type show coming out uh, this this year, I think. Yeah, Blood Origin. Uh, yeah. yeah, so like maybe by the time that this Witcher game is actually ready, let's say five years, maybe more, maybe less. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a while away still. It's, it is. It's a, yeah. Five five years. Years. You think they would announce it this day? I don't know. Do games get announced earlier now than? Like I said, I think I think this was a real like. From, I feel like it's a real recruitment drive. Like they they want eyes on the game, but they also need people to be working on it. It's, it's still in pre-production. It is still in early pre-production. They've said so. And also like Elden Ring's thrown such a spanner in the works of like how open world games should be designed. Like there's been so many memes about like Ubisoft design, like how you've got quest markers and question marks and all these things. All over, it takes up the whole screen, screen you know? yeah. Whereas like Elden Ring's done it very differently. But yeah, I was just thinking like with, with the Netflix partnership, in like five years time, maybe Netflix are also going to have some kind of like series that's based on the same sort of thing. Maybe by that time, I, I'm not sure how many series is supposed to be of the main Witcher line, but clearly this is something that they're, hoping to get many series and spin-offs out of you'd imagine so who knows maybe there could be some collaboration we had the WitcherCon last year where there was some some links mm -hmm. uh, in the witcher remastered that's coming out there's going to be some netflix type um cosmetic type things and swords maybe i'm not sure so it's definitely not out of the realms of possibility you know that there could be some link up yeah that was something we brought up with uh, lionheart in our last episode was predicting that WitcherCon this year will kind of be the same thing at around the same time it's when blood origin will come out it's yeah. when again another trailer for then season three of the witcher would come out and then now i think initially what we said was it would be when the remaster would come out of the witcher 3 they could really really cause another stir by putting out some kind of image from this or saying more about it because yeah. now obviously from this day forward until this game comes out everybody's going to be starved for information and yeah. it's going to get it's going to get so ridiculous because it's only been two days it's yeah. two days ago right yeah yes it's been two days and already i'm like why haven't they said anything else why have they only said the links <laughs> the links is the only thing that's come out i really thought that the post that they were putting out was going to be was like an official announcement for the release of the next gen update that's exactly that's what, what I, I thought it was. And I was like, oh, yes, we've got a date. And then I was like, like, why are people going shit. so crazy over the next gen release? Like, God, we know it. Like, we've done it. Yeah, especially you brought up like Elden Ring. Like, the way The Witcher 3 seemed to change open world RPGs, it seems like Elden Ring has now been a watershed moment for how in open worlds, I guess you would still, would you still call that an RPG? That's, would that be an RPG? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So this has kind of done it as well. What kind of game do you hope for this to be? Do you want it to be Witcher 3-esque, Ubisoft F, where it's super wide open and it has all of that? Or would you like it more, say, like God of War, where it's more of like based on a story and while it can have like side quests, it's more linear? Which would y'all prefer to see from The Witcher 4 or the next Witcher game? I keep calling it that. I definitely like, I think the open world approach. And I mean, also like one other thing we did get from the article is the fact that they're going to be working with Epic Games. Uh, for Unreal Engine 5 and it did say like the main objective is to tailor Unreal Engine 5 for open world experiences so it definitely does seem like that's they're going down a similar direction you know um, 
but yeah, it's. I mean, I'm sure all the people at CD Pro are going to have their eyes on Elden Ring and, and see how it does because the key thing that game does really differently is it doesn't really give you a path to follow. It doesn't give you those uh, clear quests. You don't have a quest journal or anything like that. You don't have question marks on the map. You have a map. You have a horse that you can get on very, very quickly and easily, which is also very cool in that game. You don't have to like whistle for Roach and then hop on it. You just press the button and you're gone which is definitely something that, you know, adds to the gameplay experience. Like suddenly you're on a horse, suddenly you're not um, very, very fluidly. But just what I love about that game most is when you're on the map, you're not looking at this map in the top right corner of your screen. When I play Witcher 3, I'm looking at that map and I'm really looking at the, the world around me. Whereas when I'm playing Elden Ring, I am exploring every nook and, nook and cranny. I'm looking at that tree. Oh, that's an interesting, is that a cave over there? And you really get that feeling of, of being rewarded for exploring. And nine times out of 10, there's going to be nothing around that corner. But you still check anyway, because when you do, it's really, really worth it. And I think that's like the biggest thing that game did really well for me is just getting rid of so many of those things that you just see in all these open world games. So I would love to see like a Witcher, the Witcher game with no map on the screen. It's just an example. And I know that would be controversial because it's outside of lots of people, people's comfort zone. I think it just helps to immerse you in the world. And I mean, what CDPR do best, in my opinion, is that narrative-driven story. So personally, Cyberpunk, I didn't love like the whole create-your-own-character thing because I do think it takes away compared to having Geralt of Rivia. But then the big question is who would be the protagonist? So it'll be interesting to see like what route they go down with that as well. Yeah, that was another one of the points I thought about as well, is that um, as much as I love the idea of creating your own Witcher and designing how they look and how they fight and speak etc i agree that one of the best parts of the witcher series is the character and the character that they've made and their story and their background and their relationships and i would fear that it would kind of lose that um i haven't played cyberpunk um but i do sort of think it might lose that kind of magic of it if it was just you know you make your character a few people told me this about skyrim was that People always say, oh, you'd really like Skyrim, but there's not really a character for you to fall in love with or thirst over. <laughs> it's just like, um, but I think I've been playing God of War recently and I really like this, this, the style of how it's, a it's still open world as such, but it is a bit more linear. And I think if, like, if I hadn't have heard about this whole Lynx thing, my dream for the, the new Witcher game was that it would sort of focus around the first Witchers and them kind of finding their feet as they sort of go out on the path and stuff. And then maybe there being something like Red Dead Online where you can create a custom character there and go off and roam and complete contracts and missions together. Um, but maybe I'm asking too much. I'm asking for two games there essentially rather than one. God, online mode's a really good point. It's something I hadn't really thought of, but... Mm, yeah, one of, the, one of the replies that we got when Brett and I tweeted out about asking about people's theories and uh what they wanted from the game uh one of our friends polly said that she was thinking about a potential multiplayer option um and i hadn't that hadn't crossed my mind either because it's i would never put witcher and multiplayer together but it would be quite cool if you could team up with a band of witchers and make your own school and uh go off and fight monsters together i was just saying it's another thing elden ring does as well where they, they have like uh, some sort of co-op system like it's a single player game at its core but you've got that option of calling your friends in and and having an invader come in so there's definitely like again inspiration for them and as you said like gta uh, 5 online is still one of the most viewed games on twitch however Massive. It's 
so old at this point. So there's all sorts you can do with it. And I believe they wanted to do some kind of cyberpunk online, but obviously there was just so much, so much wrong with the, the that game really, like in terms of the preparation for it. And obviously COVID I think impacted that one as well and all sorts, but it's a different world now of like working, working remotely and all those kinds of things. And hopefully that can uh, help them. I would love a Witcher online mode. That would be so cool. Wouldn't it be so fun? I think what it would be good if they could do, I mean, obviously in a perfect world, they'd be able to do that, is somehow integrate like the multiplayer, like with Elden Ring, that goes to the single player, where you can team up with people and you can still do single player quests and they can help you with the quest. And I'm sure that's very hard to do. And then like, let's say you can get up to four people, then somehow they can make the enemies harder or add. I don't know how they could do that. It seems crazy to think about. But like you mentioned before, this is a game that, might come out in three to four years who the hell knows excuse me who the hell knows what is out there that they'll be able to do or that yeah. they have now that they might be able to do the games as a service thing seems to have really hit negatively because of you know like fallout 76 and some things like that so i'm curious as well how they could implement in online without it being seen as oh they're just microtransaction money grubbing but if they are going to do that they're going to have to make money so I don't know if anybody's figured out exactly how to do that, because I know, Lucy, you and me have kind of gotten into Red Dead Online a little bit. And then yeah. all we're hearing is all this negative stuff about it. And I'm like, all oh, right, well, so there's, much. there's another game that tried to do it that failed. Has any worked like that? Has any game really took off outside of GTA V? I mean, if you look at like most of the biggest games these days, like Fortnite, Warzone, these are all free-to-play games, right? Which have got like yeah, true. elements. That's how they make their money. So I mean, it's definitely ways of doing it, right? I'm oh I'm fine with it. As soon as I got into Red Dead Online, I'm like, let me buy a poncho and let me buy my <laughs> fold-up hat. But they kind of sucked and they wouldn't let me do it. I was trying to spend money in it. So if they can somehow integrate that into the next Witcher game, I think that would be just ideal. But again, this is I don't know. I get depressed now thinking about how I'm gonna be well into my forties by the time this comes out. <laughs> and as much as as much fun as I'm talking about it, I'm like, we're not gonna get any answers here. No, None. we really are not going to get anything back. And uh, at all. that guy tweeted, um, I shouldn't say that guy. His name is Radek uh, Gambowski on Twitter. He's the global PR director of CDPR. He tweeted saying, what we have not announced today is a game called The Witcher 4 and a game exclusive to one storefront. Right now, we are not discussing any specifics in terms of story, characters, mechanics, or plot details. So basically just saying speculate all you want we're not discussing anything nor should they yeah the only yeah. thing so far has literally been they confirmed that that's a lynx yes like yes a medallion right. they didn't confirm it was a lynx school right mm-hmm. it was just that it was a lynx medallion for for what yeah. that's worth i hope this isn't just a total troll move that <laughs> it means nothing it was just like oh yeah we just threw that out there to kind of mess with you yeah but i mean it could well be I, i'd respect that somewhat We've kind of hit on this a little bit, but yeah, the the other thing that it said on there was a new saga begins, which is why I generally tend to think this is going to be a brand new story, whether or not it is a create-your-own-character or somebody new that is introduced. I'm not sure. I think y'all kind of already said, you know, why you would want that. Like Skyrim, for instance, it kind of hits on the story being a little less if you don't know that person because it's Geralt. You can have all of this lore and backstory into Oh, he's trying to find his adopted daughter, if you will, and this matters and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know how they could tie that into there. They've got like experience doing that that way of with cyberpunk, right? Um, and like while cyberpunk has its like 
critics and rightly so for like lots of things one thing it did do very well is the narrative but it's very difficult to have like these relationships with different characters based on you know two genders and whatever else you know like it just it does muddy the water quite a bit um so while it's doable like personally I'd, i would love to see a protagonist i don't want to see siri either man as a protagonist no. too op she's way too op it would just be easy unless it was like a yennefer series two from the netflix where siri loses her power for some reason and we have to get it back. i mean Geralt's op as it is and it was hard yeah. enough to make him be so you know they'd have to super level up these and but no siri just she stopped the wild hunt i'm sorry well she stopped the white frost like no her story's been closed Geralt's story's been closed but one thing i definitely think we will see and i really want to see especially you hit on this earlier because in at least the audio drama that I did, one of the stories I've done, I have female witchers in the stories I write because why the fuck not? You know, it's fanfic for a reason. I can do whatever. And there's nothing really said other than like from books or whatnot that, oh, they just would not be strong enough. Okay, whatever. You can finagle your way around that. And so that would be the thing here. Do you think they would do like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you can pick a oh. preset man or a preset woman? Or do you think it would just be better if you're going to do that, if they just do like the create a character? I just want to see a female protagonist. I think it would bang. I think it would be so good. Female Witcher just give you like such a different feeling in the world, you know, like you're so used to Geralt going around and people looking at him a certain way. Like how would that change depending on, you know, like the gender of the, of the Witcher? I think I would love to see a female protagonist. And again, the, this is this fanfic is so like exactly if I see a Lynx, this is what I'd predict. Cat school, wolf school mixing up. The cat school, they didn't they didn't ruin the mutation pro process. They improved it. That's what one of the voice lines is in Witcher 3. They make it like the wolf school's mutation is supposed to be like really strong, right? So no wonder, you know, but then if the cat witches have been messing with it, you've got Kira Metz involved, another okay, I'm just the fan for it. It's just <laughs> too good. Then you get female witcher, and then or I think that'll be so good. I'd I like your idea. I'm when you brought up about um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where I forgot at the start of the game, you get to choose whether you're a, a female or a male character. Um, but that would be quite cool. Yeah, I didn't get far enough in that game to <laughs> to realize how much of a how much of a difference it makes, or if it makes much of a difference at all if you pick the female or the male character. But it's a it's a nice idea. If they did, because now I'm just, I'm stuck on that fanfic, and like that's going to be yeah. the game. Hopefully, right now they just kick that dude or dude or whoever wrote that hopefully they just kicked them like a couple grand or something like that and we're like hey we're gonna take this and we'll credit you and then blah 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 the one thing there could be if it is something where you're starting a new school say you have unnamed character and it's like a brother and a sister and you can pick the brother or you can pick the sister and it's like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and then the overarching story could be Kira or Lambert is in trouble and you have to save them for some reason and then because those are characters we already know from the books and the games will already be tied to them for the people coming in back to it. If people knew, you can obviously just explain showing back uh, flashbacks or anything like that. I think, like, if you look at Witcher 3, it's like, what, what does it do that stands out? There's so many things. But one thing, like, compared to a lot of other open world games is you do have, and I remember even when I, you have that character that is, you are them. You have no choice. You are this person. You are role-playing as them. And when I first saw, like, trailers for the game I was like that's dead I want to do I want to be Skyrim I want to be the hero I just want to be whoever but actually like the more you play The Witcher 3 that's like one of the best things about it so I'd personally be really surprised if CDPR don't like try and have like a single protagonist but we have seen them do it with Cyberpunk so 
I was trying to see this. There's like one thing I was thinking as well. They did announce as well, pretty much in that, the, or maybe it wasn't announced, but confirmed that Cyberpunk DLC is happening. And we haven't oh. seen Theory in Cyberpunk yet. But in Witcher 3, she strongly suggests she's in that world. So maybe we'll get more from Cyberpunk DLC, more info. And it, you've got to think Siri will make at least some kind of cameo appearance in, in the new Witcher game with the fact that she can travel through space mm. and you know, like surely. Yep. It's inevitable, right? The Lady of Time and Space. Was that something that she mentioned in when Geralt and Siri first reunited in The Witcher 3? Yeah. She mentioned yeah. going. Yeah, she says that she went to a, like a world of space, flying cars and whatnot. So, And obviously Cyberpunk had been already basically announced like before The Witcher 3 came out, right? So people were waiting like, Cyberpunk, Siri's going to be there and she's not there yet and there's going to be some sort of DLC. I would imagine not not a whole bunch of DLC, maybe one or two. So, yeah, that was a good that was a good nod of the books because that also happened at the the final book series, kind of tr- uh, teleporting, kind of all over. And based on the descriptions, it's like World War One, if you will. It mentioned like people shooting each other and all this stuff flying in the air, and then obviously like the Black Death. She goes pretty much through the Black Death, and she may or may not have brought the Black Death from <laughs> uh, from Europe at our time. Or from our continent to that continent. So it's a fun little nod that they put in there as well. Well, I think we have speculated enough without talking too much into circles. So, Spessy, thanks again for joining us here. Uh, go ahead and tell people where they can find you. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me. I can't wait for the fourth time. I want to be the fourth time. Free is not enough. <laughs> I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash specimen. And I've also got a YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash specimen went. I'm going to be uploading some Witcher 4, whatever it's called, uh, like speculation things and all that sort of stuff if you're interested. Um, and definitely when, like, you know, as the game continues to get close to release, I'm going to be posting more. So we're going to be going to Poland, Warsaw next month and hoping to look around CDPR Studios. So maybe, you know, it might be some, uh, I don't know, it might have some leaks. Probably not, but you never know. <laughs> All right, right on. Yeah, so we will have all of Specy's links and where you can find them below, especially, you know, check out all the new Witcher videos he's going to put out. And I meant to mention this at the top, but I completely forgot. If you are listening to this for the first time, generally this podcast kind of covers everything from The Witcher. We've interviewed a couple of the actors from the show, Misha Simpson, who plays Francesca, Paul Bullion, who plays Lambert. For some reason in my head, it, it never get always mix up that guy's head. Uh, Jesus. Okay. Well, I'm about all talked out. So as I stumble towards the finish line, uh, you can find us at Witcher Pod on Twitter. You can find us at Witcher Pod on Instagram. All those will be below. Lucy, where can people find you? I am Lucy J. Robin on all the platforms. We've been having really good chats over the past few days on the Witcher podcast, Twitter and Instagram, all about people's theories and stuff. So thank you to everybody who sent in DMs and comments about that. It's been really fun. Until next time, which I guess the next time you'll hear this or hear us will be the D&D game that will come out on Monday. Then after that, we will be back into The Witcher 3, Wandering in the Dark. Kiramets is still there with Geralt <laughs> outside that cave, and we will see you all then.